Welcome to Goodwin Law Unplugged, Florida real estate and more. This podcast features candid insight from real estate industry professionals from all sectors. Your host, attorney Matthew Goodwin, a native Floridian and experienced real estate attorney, will provide his personal insight on legal matters and feature other professionals offering their candid advice. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer, seasoned investor, or experienced real estate agent, there is something for everyone. Thanks for joining us on Goodwin Law Unplugged. Well, welcome back, listeners. Charlie McDermott, co-host, producer of Goodwin Law Unplugged, back in the Goodwin studio with Matt. Matt Goodwin, how you doing? I'm good, Charlie. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I'm still recovering from that last episode. I mean, you covered so much important information that, that's going to benefit realtors, uh, uh, future homeowners, uh, and and or or hey, commercial doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, and this is, again, just to cue up our listeners, a series of really important, frequently asked questions that Matt and his uh, team at Goodwin Law get all the time. And uh, uh, you spent the time in the first episode to cover, you know, the the actual real estate contract and when it becomes a binding offer and walked us through the the offer process, the counter offer process, the acceptance and now we've morphed into the, hey, how do we determine the effective date of your real estate contract? So, Matt, are you are you ready? Have you recovered from the last one? I have. And I'm really excited yeah. to talk about this. This shouldn't take nearly as long to cover, though we get uh, just as many questions. Yeah. So the effective yeah. date really uh, is important because a lot many of the timelines in the contract are tied to it or relate back to it. So it's it's an official term. It's a named um, and defined term in the contract. And what the contract, remember, we're talking about the FAR bar as is contract uh, that's used in arguably 90% of the transactions in the state of Florida uh, for residential property. And paragraph 3B of that sales contract states that the effective date of this contract shall be the date when the last one of the buyer and seller has signed or initialed and delivered this offer or final counter offer, aka right. effective date. So we're going to talk about the timing. Um, we'll focus on the timing aspect of this because there's a lot of things intertwined with um, um, other timelines that are tied to the effective date. Uh, but what we often see are... Uh, buyers make an offer, it's accepted, uh, maybe with a modification by the seller. So you have a counter offer situation. Yeah. Um, buyer initials the counter offer the following day, but doesn't date it. Question is, when is the effective date? So an example, buyer made an offer on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Seller signed it late Saturday evening, but did not deliver it back until Sunday. When is the effective date? That's a really, really good question, right? Yeah. Because the, yeah. remember, we, the, the contract states that it has to be, it's the date when so, last signed and delivered. So yeah. if it's not delivered till Sunday, but the contract states that it was signed on a Saturday. Right. Technically, the effective date is not until Sunday. And when those contracts come through our office to process, uh, we are determining what the effective date is based on the face of the contract. 
And in this situation, it's technically ambiguous. And that one day could be off. So I'm going to tell you about some of the best practices um, at the end here. But um, dating it and delivering it is key. And try to do it on the same day. (laughs) That's that's the bottom line. So in that scenario, Sunday would be the effective date. And all time periods would start tomorrow, which in this case would be Monday. But if you end up um, with some ambiguity, it's really good to um, convey in writing right at the beginning, hey, we agree that the effective date is X, right? And then yeah. make yeah. sure we know if you've agreed to something other than what's dated on the contract. So here, how do you calculate? Here's another question. How do I calculate counting my escrow period when the effective date is on a Friday? So yep. parties um, make an offer, it's accepted. The effective date um, when it was delivered and signed by everyone is Friday. Your deposit says it's due in three days after the mm-hmm. effective date. Counting starts tomorrow, which is Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday's the third, three days after the effective date. Your deposit is due Monday. If you don't get it in, you're in breach under this form of the contract. There's other forms that don't require that the time of the essence is not uh, key to this timeline. But I just want to focus on this one because I think this affects uh, most of the transactions. Uh, So now I'm located in in Collier County and I, I have to add this because we use a different form of contract here. And when it comes to the deposit in particular, the, um, the time period that's stated on the contract does not necessarily make the buyer in default. Okay. Now we could, we could draw that situation out and say, well, what does it do? Well, you have, you, you have the right to demand that the buyer make their deposit, but because time is not of the essence as to the deposit and only as to the closing date in the Naples board form of the contract, then a uh, buyer can still make their deposit say on Tuesday. And have a binding contract. Okay. okay. You were okay. going to ask a question. What's your question? Well, you know, you know, it, it, it was just going back to what we just went through. President's, uh, and I think you, you may have just answered that. President's uh, day was Monday, uh, federal holiday. Uh, so what happens in that case? But yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And, and that's why I talked about how we're going to focus on timing at the beginning, because There's really a lot of analysis that goes along and the time periods are calculated um, uh, a little bit differently. But what the miscellaneous provisions of the sales contract state is that if any time period ends on a on a weekend, so Saturday, Sunday or a legal federal holiday. okay, then the dead the time the deadline shall move to the next business day. So in that scenario with President's Day, buyers effective effective dates Friday, deposits due in three days, it would bump to Tuesday being the effective date. And part of that has to do with you can't deposit money into a bank and have it clear unless the banks are open and the Federal Reserve's closed on President's Day and most federal legal holidays. And obviously yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Okay. But we do get that question a lot, Charlie, because um, it not every, most many people just don't read 
the entire contract. If you did read the entire contract, you still may have to bounce around. And every time we get a question, even though we've read a certain provision a hundred plus times, mm -hmm. we still have to apply that specific fact pattern when analyzing the black and white of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, good question. No, I, I was just going to add, you know, it, 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 and, and that's where your expertise uh, comes into play in your team. You know, it, it's just that, that little change in a few words can, can make all the difference in the world and a, you know, a deal not going through whether you're the buyer or the seller. Um, you know, I, I had another question and, uh, and now it, of course it escapes me, but it had to do, uh, with the timing. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pass until it comes back into my head. Uh, any other uh, pieces of this from a timing standpoint that we should be? Yeah. Oh, you know, it, it, and, and just it, it came back. Uh, right. You know, I, I just remember going through my recent transactions uh, with with my realtor and 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 because we, we had offer counter offer went back and forth, both with the property that we sold and the property that we purchased. And I was always like, yeah, but but when is the deadline? <laughs> that was always a question because I would lose track and all that. So is is the you know as you go back and forth, um, and I know you covered this in the last episode, but for those who didn't listen to that, you know, there's there's that that counter offer. Let's say you get that kind of two day grace period we talked about in the last episode, right? Um, so. So typically, is there a date in that counteroffer or, 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 you know, do they like, like using again, the president's day weekend, let's say the counteroffer is made on a Friday. Uh, does, does that agreement then have that next Tuesday's date as the kind of the, the deadline or, or is it just uh, the two days from the effective date of the counteroffer? That's a good question. So remember, we got to look at a counter offer the same way we would as initial offer. And we're talking about effective date. So you have to sort of forget about the two day period at this stage, because we're assuming that two day period has been the, the a counter offer was accepted within the two day period. OK, if the okay, counter yeah. offer was accepted in the two day period, then the timeline starts when the last of the buyer and seller has signed or initialed and delivered the final counter offer. So okay. going back to what the contract states in paragraph 3B, the effective date of this contract shall be the date when the last one of the buyer and seller has signed or initialed and delivered this offer or final counter offer. That's your effective date. Okay, okay. So if the, um, if the counter offer is made on a Friday and uh, the buyer doesn't sign it until Sunday, then the time period can start on that Monday and it will. It always starts the, the tomorrow, right? Okay. Sunday's the effective date of the final counter offer. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday's three days, your deposits due on Wednesday. Okay. And the effective and then date the Sunday. Establishing the effective date, Matt, uh, I know in my case, everything was electronic. Uh, is that the norm? You know, so so once 
all the documents are signed, it kind of automatically gets stamped a date and a time or, or there's no, or, it doesn't, okay. you know, you can deduce the date by looking at certain programs and you could roll back to the emails and, and, you know, but you, you, then you have the situation where you have to prove it. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. best to have it physically dated on the contract and most forms that are done electronically you'll have to manually add a field for the date. Or if you're doing it by hand, you would have to manually write the date in. And that's one okay. of the, the the best practices that I want to talk about. Initial and date all changes. So buyer makes an offer. It's dated. Seller accepts it on a Saturday. Changes something, though. Becomes a counter offer. Monday, buyer counter initials it becomes a final counter offer but forgets to date it well they signed it on monday right it doesn't have a date other than the one when the seller made their counter offer but you can prove it was delivered on that monday hmm. well, i would argue that monday is your effective date but what happens often is there's more than one change made by the seller and there's more than one um, modification made by the buyer to that counter offer. And that's where it starts to get a little muddy. You end up seeing one page with um, six, sometimes even 10 different places that are initialed and there's no dates next to them. How do you know which change was made when? So it can really get confusing. If you end up in a situation with multiple changes, but you know there's a binding contract, I suggest writing up a clean offer and having it modified to the final counter offer terms. And it's funny because if you go through that process, you may forget when the last change was made. So you really mm -hmm. have to stay on top of these details when you're sending offers back and forth and negotiating. You know, if, if you can avoid, um, look, everybody has their own method and way of doing business, but yeah. the buyers and sellers need to be keen to this because um, if they are, then they can they can keep their realtors keen to it as well. And, and sometimes it works the other way around, which it really should. But the end of this contract states that the buyer and seller, the parties should consult legal counsel before signing this contract, right? Uh, so unless your realtor is a lawyer, you, you really can't hold them accountable because you signed it. And these are 12 pages long. So going back to um, this effective date, the other uh, consideration is the time of day. So what if the what is the effective date if the seller sends back the offer at 10 o'clock the same night? Mm -hmm. Well... There is a provision in here that talks about timing, but you have to you have to really be aware of this. And 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 there used to be so certain contracts will have a, a an actual time of day, five p.m. Okay. Other contracts use eleven fifty nine p.m. If time is of the essence as to the offer and acceptance dates and you put in there a time of day and they send it back after, then hmm. it's too late, right? Most hmm. of the time you won't see that happen. 
Um, but just be aware of that. And it's good to ask the question and see if the contract says anything about the time of day. And if there is no time of day, is it assumed that it's 1159 at the end of that day or? That's that a great. Work? Yeah. I, so I hate to use the word assume because we know <laughs> what happens when you assume. But in some cases, you have to use deductive reasoning to, mm -hmm. to make an assumption. So you have this implicit assumption is there's no time there then the day technically ends at yeah. 11.59, right? If you yeah. get it in at 11.59 and 59 seconds before the 12, um, technically, you're good. I've, I've done that with my taxes a few years. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. if it works in the IRS, it must yeah, work Yeah, look, I've done that with <laughs> um, uh, uh, property tax payments because they have to be date stamped before uh, you can get that discount in the month. And if the property appraiser's office receives it the following month, um, but it's date stamped the previous, then that's good enough. Yeah. Right. So it, it, look, that's why you got to understand um, timelines. This effective date yeah. is something that's often missed. And one of the areas it really creates the most problems is the inspection periods. Um, also the closing date and the loan approval periods. We're not going to talk about those because those are episodes in and of themselves. We will yeah. talk about the, um, inspection and repair provisions of the standard versus as is, but because they're so convoluted, uh, I'm not going to get too many in the details. Um, and that's for next episode. So you have to tune in for that one, Charlie. I will be here <laughs> and very interested. Again, I've just gone through all this. So awesome. Well, does that, uh, does that cover it with the, how to determine the effective date of your real estate contract or anything yes. else you want to add? Yeah, but I'm uh, just going to read it one more time. So I think it's worth whew, effective yeah. date of the contract shall be yep. the date when the last one of the buyer and seller has signed or initialed and delivered this offer or the final counter offer. All right. Write that down listeners. <laughs> well, again, another uh, plug for uh, you guys are awesome. Your team there to learn more about Goodwin law FL as in Florida is statelaw.com or give them a ring 239-207-3403. And uh, Matt, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for listening to Goodwin Law Unplugged. To learn more about Goodwin Law and to utilize our services, visit goodwinestatelaw.com or call 239-207-3403. Hablamos Espanol. To submit questions or be a guest on a future episode, message us on our website or on social media by searching for Goodwin Law PA in Naples, Florida. This has been Goodwin Law Unplugged. Thanks again for joining us.